If you grabbed a bulletin on the way in, go ahead and open your Bibles this morning to Judges chapter 8. Speaking on the subject of that is definitely uh, needed today. It's something we all face. A simple title, weary but not given up. A great, uh, there were judges in Israel in this particular time of their history, and what they would do, God would raise up a judge to free them from the oppressing nation. One of the most famous judges, of course, was Samson. And how they, and who was the oppressing nation? The Philistines. <clears throat> well, here we find, of course, the story of Gideon. And just in the previous chapter, now he's not quite as famous maybe as Samson. But he was definitely a great judge. Matter of fact, he was, uh, he didn't think, he didn't have a high self-esteem. He didn't think he was capable of God using him. And then when he was third, it's kind of like, have you ever met somebody that, man, I just don't think I can. I just don't, I just don't under, know if I can do that. And you really try to pep them up, build up their self-esteem. And did you know that, uh, self-esteem is good. It's what you think of yourself as long as you realize that you think of yourself through Jesus Christ. Our self-esteem should be based on Him. How do you view yourself? Now, some people just are always down in their self, always negative toward about their self. I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, that's the way Gideon was. And, of course, he had the, the old famous Gideon's fleece. But when finally God convinced him, Gideon, I want to use you. You know what? He got on fire for God, and he said, I will. I'll be faithful to the Lord. I want to do what God wants me to do. And then, of course, the very famous battle with his 300 men. Remember, he had thousands, and God said, no, 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 I don't want to use thousands. I want to use just a handful. So you don't say, well, man, my, we have an awesome army. You know that it's me helping you. And so Gideon and his 300 men continued to pursue the Midianites, and uh, they pursued them. And they was chasing them down and taking them out and uh, doing their thing. And the story goes from uh, chapter 7 to chapter 8, and that's where we're going to pick up our reading. So let's all stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. There you go. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's Word, Judges chapter 8, verse 4. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to preach your word this morning. I pray that you would just help us to listen to your Holy Spirit as the most important thing, what your word speaks to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Helping me with that. The Bible says that uh, in John chapter 16, verse 33, that as long as we're in this world, we're going to be tired. As long as we're in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But, matter of fact, if you turn and read the rest of that verse, it says that, uh, Jesus said to them, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In other words, that 
I'm with you. I'm going I'm I've overcome the world, but he overcame the world spiritually. Okay? Now, a lot of us are tired and we're going to we're and you may be tired this morning. You may have been uh you just may be wore out from a hard week of work. And you're tired. You're sitting there. Now I've got some church members and every now and then I pick on them. If they sit still for 5 minutes, I have to really work to keep them awake on Sunday mornings. And uh, that's fine. If they sit still five minutes, their eyeballs is going out. You know, they're, they just need some, uh, they don't, they don't need toothpicks. They need hydraulic jacks to keep their eyeballs open. I mean, just, it's that powerful. And, uh, but it, that's understandable because guess what? Most of us are tired when we get here. We're tired because we've, we, maybe we stayed out too late on Saturday night and we didn't really plan to worship. You know, you can actually plan. <laughs> to worship on Sunday morning. Some people just show up and hope I worship. Some people show up and I just hope for a blessing. Some people show up and I just, I'm just glad I got here, preacher. I want a reward for just getting here. And especially if the moms with kids, y'all need a double reward because not only did you get yourself ready, but you got a bunch of other people ready too. And you got them all to church and you just, I just made it, preacher. I'm just glad to be here. I'm tired, but I'm just glad I made it and I got all the little ones ready. I don't know what we're going to do this evening, but you know, I hope you bring them back. But we're tired constantly because we're working, we're doing, we're weary. And we get worn out, but did you know God has a... I didn't realize as I got to studying this week how much the Bible says about being tired. It It has a bunch to say about being tired. And sometimes it uses different words. Sometimes, like in our King James Version this morning, it says the word faint. They were faint. They were, I mean, they were exhausted. That's another synonym. They were, they were tired. It says, uh, weary sometimes. Tired. Uh, uh, faint. They're, folks, they're just worn out. That's a good country word. They were just worn out. But guess what the Bible says in our text? They were still going. I may be tired this morning, but I'm still going. Uh, I put something on Facebook earlier uh, this week because I was, I was preparing. I was writing all these things down. I said, you know what? I may be tired this morning, but I'm still walking with Jesus. I may be tired this morning, but I'm still watching for His return. I may be tired, but I'm still waiting for that day when I get to see my King. I may be tired, but I'm still willing to come to church no matter what. I may be tired, but I'm still witnessing and telling others about Jesus. I hope that's you this morning. I may be tired, but I'm still withstanding the devil. Is he after you? He can be after a lot of us. I'm still tired, but this morning I'm still worshiping. Even though I'm tired, I'm still tired, but I'm still working. Don't stop working for the Lord. I may be tired, but I'm still winning because greater is He that's in me than he that is in the world. And folks, I may be tired, but it's still worthwhile. It's still worthwhile this morning. You may be tired going through a bunch of things. One of the most famous and comforting verses of Scripture concerning being tired and worn out is in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It's in your outline for you. This is called being weary for the right reason. Matthew eleven twenty eight states this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Folks, that's two things. When you look at this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Folks, am I laboring? Am I tired for the right reason? I'm laboring for the Lord. I'm doing for Him. I'm coming to church. And folks, you're, many of you are just, you're working hard all week. My Wednesday night crowd, it's amazing to me. I uh, see all the different volunteers and different workers in the Awana. And then, of course, the adults that may not uh, be teaching in Awana will come over here and study in our Bible study. And I see them. I see them come in. I see people come in straight, uh, straight from work. Uh, I remember at our last church, we had a lot of nurses. Here we have a lot of educators, teachers, and people involved in the public school system. And they'll come straight from work. And uh, I remember our nurses used to come in at my last church that I pastored, and they'd, have their, they'd still be in their scrubs, you know. And this, they'd just come straight from work. One time, I preached at this church. It's called Pleasant Hill. It's uh, right where, not far from where... Uh, Joseph Pemberton is at in Shelby County, Texas, Pleasant Hill Missionary Baptist Church. And I got there, and this old church reminded me of, I mean, almost identical. It's kind of out in the woods, dirt road, dirt road, dirt road, and Mount Olive right up here. One room. That's it. One room. I get there, and the preacher had invited me. He had been there 30 years. He said, you just surrendered to preach. I was in 1985, and so I went there. And uh, it was on Sunday at evening services. That's when he invited me to preach. Going to give this young preacher boy a little practice. And uh, so I get there, nobody's there. And uh, so I wait, and I wait about uh, 15 minutes till 6. Or, uh, the preacher shows up, and the preacher has on overalls and a John Wayne, I call it this, I don't know what the correct name is, Western Bolero tie, you know those... Uh, Western style, and that had it on a white shirt. I said, well, in this country, it's all right. Overalls for a preacher on Sunday evening. And there is, well, is anybody coming? And, uh, and all of a sudden, here they come, pickup trucks started rolling up everywhere, and they started getting out in jeans and hats and everything. They was taking their hats and they beating off everything. There was uh, some rain coming in. They was all trying to get the hay up before they come in. So they all came in. They was tired. They had been in the hay field on Sunday afternoon. They got their hay in. He said, but we stopped because we come to church. The choir was everybody that stood around the piano. Okay? That's the choir. Everybody that stood around the piano. But, you know, they were tired. Having to work on a Sunday afternoon, you know, it's kind of like so we got a lot of mill workers that have to work on Sundays, you know, and uh, you know they came they came to church and I, I admired that they didn't they didn't run, they didn't worry about their clothes they kind of like coming straight from work on a Wednesday I see them sometimes and we are have, and we and all of our people that come on Wednesday y'all know what y'all are y'all are tired <laughs> and uh, but guess what. You shall, what does it say in our scripture? You shall find rest for your souls. That's a great promise. A great promise in God's Word. So, weary for the right reasons. Now, also, I put on there, you can be uh, weary for the wrong reasons. Rest from uh, running. 
You know, there's two people here, Jonah, and I put there Jonah and the prodigal son. Let's just cover them real quick. Both of them were running from God. You know, I, I put on, I talked about Jonah here a while back, and we were, uh, I, I've been enjoying this uh, recording we've been doing, the Great American Bible Challenge with Jeff Foxworthy. They've been doing this Bible trivia show. And that's great that the Bible is being uh, presented, is being presented in a very respectful way. And uh, with a very big name fellow, a lot of people didn't think I had any Christian roots, but uh, apparently uh, he did, and he'd been sharing some of his testimony, so on and so forth. But you know, and they were talking about Jonah the other day. Jonah ran from God, and the Bible says this, he kept going down, down, he went down to Joppa, then he went down in the ship, and then he went down in the water, and then he went down the bottom of the ocean. And then when folks, that if you're running from God, that's the only place you have to go. Is down, 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 down. And did you know when he prayed and he got tired? The Bible says, you can read it, his prayer is recorded in Jonah chapter 2. It says when he realized and he said, By, I was exhausted. Folks, you're going to get exhausted inside the belly of a fish, okay? And when it says when he was exhausted, he prayed. And guess what? He went up to the top of the surface. And then he was thrown up, <laughs> literally. And then he went up to Nineveh. Folks, when you get your heart right with God, the only way is up, okay? And that's a great story. And then the other story about the prodigal son, he, you know, remember this, I shared this with you. He thought his greatest asset was uh, his inheritance, but his greatest asset was his father, his father. And folks, your greatest asset is not what you have, but who your heavenly father is. And when the Bible says this, and you can look at it in your King James Bible, it says, when he came to himself, he made a turnaround. When he came to himself, they were both tired of what? Of running. Tired of running. And they both went back, and they, it was a turnaround. I'm tired of running, God. I'm tired of running away from you. Folks, when you get sick and tired of of wrestling with God, and telling, trying to tell God what to do, God's not our servant. He's our Lord. He's our Master. That's who we need to be following. He's got rest for you. He's got a rest if you'll turn to Him. Weary and still serving. You know, Gideon, what a great example, was still in pursuit. Turn, if you will, to... um, We're going to go to the New Testament, the Gospels, John chapter 4. Then, of course, you'll see we'll back up a smidgen to Luke. John chapter 4. This is just means weary and still serving. This is great. I love John chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Now Jacob's well was there. So he says he's going, Jesus is headed through Samaria. The disciples didn't like it because they didn't like the, the, the color of the Samaritans, the smell of the Samaritans, the appearance of the Samaritans. They just didn't like anybody. The Jews didn't. They didn't like, especially didn't like the Samaritans. But Jesus took these disciples through Samaria. It says Jacob's well was there. Notice verse 6 very quick. A lot of people don't look at Jesus this way, but it says in verse 6, Jesus was tired. What does it say? Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey. He, so what does it say? Right in your Bible and my Bible. He was tired. And folk, but what was he doing? Well, you know what? I'm tired, but I do need to check on somebody. 
I'm tired, but I do need to stop and speak to somebody. I'm tired, but I do need to witness to somebody. And that's what that, I mean, Jesus is a great example of that. I'm tired, but you know what? I need to talk to that lady. I know she's going to be there. She's going to be watering. She's going to get some water. And it's going to be high noon. I mean, at 12 o'clock, she's going to be there. And guess what? I am too. I'm too. I'm tired, but guess what? Jesus was tired too. You say, well, He's the Son of God. But guess what? He was still tired. He was in a body like you've got yet without sin. I know. But He was in a body that got tired. He was in a body that got hungry. Did you know... I know some people in here who are hypoglycemic. Means uh, low blood sugar. I've seen people in our church that, I mean, if they didn't eat, if they don't eat right, they say, "Man, I'm just, I need to get something to eat. I'm just, I'm dragging. My sugar's low. I need, and you do. I mean, that's and it can be dangerous. That's just kind of like, the, of course, the opposite of diabetic. Sugar too high. Hypoglycemic. The sugar's too low. You can get that can get dangerous. And you know, in, in people, you can get so tired that if you don't take care of yourself, you can't serve the Lord. But did you know, we will exhaust our energy doing stuff we enjoy. But will we get tired doing stuff that the Lord wants us to enjoy? You know, so Jesus was the ultimate example. He was tired. If you back up to Luke 23, what a great example. He's done beat, he's, he's already been beat half to death. Luke 23. And it says, uh, two things. In my Bible, I've got them both, and, and if you have Luke 23 open right now, you should see verse 34 and 43 should be in red letter. If you have a red letter edition Bible. What, and all that black right there, verse 34 and 43. And I just want to sum up those two verses. I won't even read them to you. I hope you read them yourself. Because what, do the, what does verse 34 and 43 tell me about Jesus? He wasn't too tired to forgive. And He wasn't too tired to tell somebody how to get to heaven. He's dying. He's dying. Yes, He was. He was dying. But He wasn't too tired to forgive. And He wasn't too tired to tell somebody about Himself about how to get to heaven. Well, the last example under that part is, of course, Acts 16. Man, I, yeah, go ahead and turn there. I hear some of you flipping your Bibles, which is always music to my ears. Number one, you're not asleep, okay? <laughs> and Acts chapter 16. And I've never been in jail on the on the business end of it anyway. <laughs> I've always been on the right side of the bars. But I've got some great friends who have been in jail on the wrong side of the bars. Family members too. But uh, I imagine that's just exhausting. I mean, it's just exhausting. Paul's in prison. And what does the Bible... Uh, I mean, we, we read this in verse 25. And at midnight, 
Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. You know, I was talking to uh, one of the, the parents of our football team this week, and, and I just got another good report while ago earlier. But basically this, uh, we uh, was Trey and I were planning on feeding the football team twice. We got with Miss Yarborough, who was the president of, the, I think, of the uh, Booster Club. But anyway, and she was planning out different ones to help feed the football team every Friday morning, get them ready, pumped. I mean, just give them some protein so they can be ready to play ball and get it pumped up. We didn't give them enough protein. Something, something happened Friday. Just, I don't know, give them some jelly. We, we need some sugar in there. We need some more sugar. But uh, Friday, and anyway, another story. But thing is, though, the combination, I think, of just... Uh, Brother Lee grabbed that thing. He said, can I help? And basically, he yeah, sure. And he likes playing those breakfasts and feed those young people. And, and so he kind of took that. And we had a bunch of guys show up to help fix it and prepare it and serve it. And it was awesome. And it was great. But, you know, I think it was a combination of, number one, seeing our, our servant's heart and just sharing a word and sharing a smile. And I uh, shared a track. And I tried to do a 60-second devotion and just be quick because they were getting ready to leave and go to class. And uh, so we did that real quick. But people started saying, man, that, that was good. That was good. You know, and you can, you can be tired and still be willing to serve. These folks were tired. And you know what? Let's have a Bible study at midnight. Where? In my cell. <laughs> Let's have a Bible study at midnight. Where? I can't go anywhere else. Not a whole lot of excuses for that. You've got a captive audience if you're preaching in prison, okay? It's a captive audience, literally. They're not going anywhere. And Paul, he could have had a pity party. He could have said, woe is me. He could have said a lot of excuses. But guess what? Even though he is tired, what you know what? He said, maybe he had on parchment uh, a couple of Old Testament verses. Psalms 23 or something like that. Remember, the New Testament was still... He didn't have any of that yet. As a matter of fact, it's still been, been written down. So he's got all that stuff. So maybe he had that. He shared that. And guess what they did then? They sang praises unto God. Weary, but knowing, head to the Old Testament. What a great verse. Isaiah 40 is back on up, way back there. And some of you, I've seen this on your walls. Uh, This is just an awesome verse. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. It says, But they that wait... On the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Folks, that's great. I mean, think about it. So, so it says there, I need to wait on God. I need to wait for it. God, I need you this week. Folks, there's nothing wrong with praying a popcorn prayer. And this, this week you may say, I'm sick and tired of everything at work. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I can keep going. I can. What is Gideon? I'm weary, but I'm still pursuing. Pursuing what? Pursuing Jesus. I may be sick and tired of my, my, my relationships, my friends, my spouse. It's a struggle, but dear God, I need You. There's nothing wrong with praying those popcorn prayers all week long. 
all week long and saying, God, I need you. I need you this week. I need you to get through the day. You may be tired. And I don't know what you're tired of. But God can help you get through it. He can help you. There's a, as a matter of fact, I had to put it. The very last thing. Now, I'm going to go ahead and turn in my Bible back to the New Testament. I know we're hopping around, but there's some great, awesome verses on being tired and having victory in 1 Corinthians 15. But my, my wife, uh, my goodness, she's always busy. And if she's always busy, guess what that also means? She's always tired. And uh, we, we try to exercise together because she says it makes her have a better rest of the day if we can get up and walk or whatever in the mornings. And we'll be busy doing something. And, and you know, last Sunday, we didn't have quite as many in Pastor Powell's or the Children's Church. Last Sunday, she had it. Like I said, there was a boatload. I mean, it was, it was a bunch of kids last week. And she said, boy, I, I just love those kids. She was tired, but she just loves those kids. And uh, and this that quote there that I have on E, if it's in your bulletin, I think it's in quotes in your bulletin, because that's my wife's quote. You know what it is? We'll rest when we die. Well, and we're going to be tired all the time here, but we'll rest when we die. We will. <laughs> we'll find rest for your souls. Before I read that revelation, I want to read to you 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold, now I want to, you need a little hope this morning? I want to share you this hope. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. This is talking about the rapture, of course. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We're going to be changed. And this corruptible must put on incorruption. In other words, you're going to get a new body. Did you know what? Your new body won't ever get tired. That's it. Your new body won't ever get tired. It won't have a sin nature. Did you know that's why you get tired now? You say, well, I thought it was because I got this ailment. I thought I got a bad back. Thank the Lord my back is feeling good this morning. I guess I done warmed up and loosened it up. But anyway, skip down to verse 55. Oh, death, where is thy sting? This means, when are you not going to be tired? You know what? When you get your new body, and it'll be great. It won't have any broken parts, artificial parts. It won't, glasses will fall off. My hearing aids are going to fall off. Everything's going to be fine. I won't need any of that stuff anymore. What does it say? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth a victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. There, because of all this, because you know you're going to heaven when you die, because you know you're going to get a body that won't get tired one day, what does it say? Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. That, you know what that means? Be solid! Because I may be tired now, but there's coming a day when I can rest. And guess what? If you turn over there, I'm not going to turn over there. I'll just quote it to you. It says that one day, one day, whenever the final judgment said that God in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4, that God is going to wipe away all the tears. There's not going to be any more death or crying 
are. I'm going to throw this in there. Weirdness. Weariness. Not going to be tired anymore. No more tiredness. No more weariness. No more death. No more crying. No more pain. For the former things are passed away. I may be tired. All the rest of the things I put on there, the first introduction was about being positive. This is about being negative. Listen to this. I may be tired, but I'm not going to waver anymore. I may be tired, but I'm not going to whine anymore. I may be tired, listen up, but I'm not going to worry anymore. I may be tired, but I'm not going to want anymore. I may be tired, but I'm not going to weep anymore. And lastly, I may be tired, but I'm not going to be wounded anymore. If you're tired this morning, come. As we get ready for a hymn invitation. Ask God for the rest. Ask Him for the strength. You say, I just don't think I can do it. Then guess what? You're in a perfect position. You say, if you say I can't, you know what Jesus says? He can. You know that? If you say I can't, He says He can. The most famous verse in Philippians, or one of them, I guess, Philippians 4.13, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. You can. You can. You can live for Him. Father, I thank You for this time together. I thank You for Your Word that we've looked at this morning. How that even though our physically we're tired, help us to lean on You. And for Your strength, in Jesus' name, Amen.